Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! And I'll tell you, if anybody's going to stop Buffalo, I'm not sure who it's going to be. They have been just absolutely superior in the first two games of the year. They're playing with an incredible purpose, little chip on their shoulder. It's almost like that Buff, that Chief game last year. You know, they're annoyed by that. It's almost like they played a week. It's, it's almost like there hasn't been six months in between or eight months in between the Chief loss and weeks one and two. It's almost like those two games followed the Chief game, maybe a bye week and then two straight games because they're, they're angry. They're, they're playing annoyed. They're, they're, they're upset. And they're playing with, a, with a, a huge chip on their shoulder the first two weeks. They buried the Rams. Game was not that competitive. And last night, no surprise, but they scored 34 unanswered points and took care of Tennessee uh, and won the game going away. So a superb job by uh, Buffalo. Allen's played very, very well. You know, they're a throwing team. They're not a running team. They're a throwing-oriented ball club. They're defense. And thank God the kid's okay. Uh, Dane Johnson. And the defense is very. Vaughn Miller has been a major factor. Their defense, big good pass rush. They're killing these offensive lines. Uh, you know, obviously they they're opportunistic. They had a pick six last night. Other interceptions as well. The kicker's good. The crowd's wrapped up in it. You can sense the crowd's feels that this could be the year they finally get over the hump and win the whole thing. Uh, you know, Buffalo's the best team in football right now. The world picked them beginning of the year. I thought that would be tricky. Sometimes you you wear that the whole season when you're the favorite and it kind of wears on you a little bit. The trendy pick, they were trendy. That sometimes is a problem too. Uh, but they have uh, not missed a beat. Obviously, they play my. They usually play very well against Miami and they play well in Miami. So that's their next opportunity here. And that's a nice game for week three based on Miami's performance against the Ravens and what Buffalo has done the first two games of the year. But, you know, Buffalo's going to lose a couple games. Don't get me wrong. But Buffalo is a very, they're, a, they're the best team in the league. Uh, based on last year, see, you can't ba- you can't do these power ratings based on two weeks. Well, you know, this team's the best. They played two weeks. So when you do your power ratings and you analyze your teams, you have to look at how they finished last year because just be like the Giants. Well, you're going to put the Giants in the top five because they beat Carolina and they beat Tennessee off what happened last year. You can't do that. So you have there has to be a little foundation to work with and then look at the two games this year and see how that's carried over from the year before, and if you do that right now, Buffalo's the best team in football. You know, the Chargers, the Chiefs were very fortunate to get out of the game against the Chargers, so you'd have to make, and Tampa would be right there too, but Buffalo's the best team in football. Now, their next two games are very difficult games. They play, a matter of fact, their next three road games, I look at this, wow, this is an interesting gauntlet for them. They have at Miami, at Baltimore, Pittsburgh at home, at Kansas City, then nearby, then Green Bay. So for, until we get to Halloween, they have a very tricky schedule. You know, Miami, Baltimore, Kansas City, and the Packers in the next, uh, you know, four out of five weeks uh, because of the one bye. After that, their schedule is very easy. Uh, you know, the Jets, Minnesota at home, Browns at home, Thanksgiving in Detroit, at New England on a Thursday night, the Jets again, Miami at home, 
at Chicago, at Cincinnati, and New England. Wow, if they ever get to Halloween undefeated, they got a chance because I don't see anything on the table there uh, the next eight, nine weeks of the season, which is that dangerous. And you can't expect them to lose a home game in the cold weather at Orchard Park. Now, again, their extra road game, they got to play the extra road game this year. So they got to do that because the AFC and they already have gotten that out of the way in L.A. So that's a plus. Miami, Baltimore, Kansas City, the next three road games will be an interesting test for the uh, Bills. But let's face it, right now they're the best team in football. I don't think anybody denies that. I don't think you can go anywhere but deny that. And, uh, you know, and two proven otherwise, you got to love them uh, early part of the year. They're all pumped up. You know, their defense is good. They're throwing the ball all over the place. You know, he's been great. You know, he can run the ball. Diggs is excellent. They didn't have a big receiver last night. The crowd's great. There's a lot happening with the Bills right now. They're the happening team in professional sport right now. I mean, there's no baseball team. That's a, the Dodgers are not a happening team. You know, not in a regular season. No happening team. In the, no college football happening team. The happening team, what, Appalachian State? I mean, the, Appalachian, the happening team in pro sports right now. All the Bills, good performance last night. They buried Tennessee. And you tell me who's going to win the AFC South. I don't know who the hell's going to win it. Indianapolis is awful. Tennessee's played badly. They were destroyed last night. Hey, what, are you going to think Jacksonville is going to win the division? I mean, I mean, why not, I guess, right? But uh, that division right now is uh, going to be a, a rough one all year long. So that's game one uh, last night. Game two, uh, you know, I, again, two things about this game that I want to get to. Number one. The world now is going to bring up, and Aikman did it, and Buck did it, about how and you know they how hard he worked in the offseason. and he's been very good the first two games. Don't get me wrong; they've scored, you know, they could have scored a hundred last night, scored thirty-eight against the Lions. I mean, they've done a good, you know, they got a great receivers. They can run the ball. He's a good runner himself. I got to calm down on Jalen Hurts. I mean, I know the whole world now is going to put him in the top five in the NFL. I got to see. It wasn't that long ago where he was awful. Awful against Tampa in a divisional in a uh, in a wild card weekend game last year where they were absolutely atrocious in the game. Now I know he's a year older. I know the coach is a year older. Here comes AJ Brown. I understand that, but it wasn't that long ago where he couldn't get out of his own way uh, in Tampa against Brady. So I mean, the idea that he beat the Lions and then he came around and played great last night against a horrendous defense. I, I got to take it easy. Take it a little slow with Jalen. Hurts. I know people now, I'm going to have to deal with this tomorrow because the world now on ESPN thinks he's essentially Roman Gabriel. Uh, we got to take it slow. I mean, uh, good performance. He was dominant in the first half. Ran the ball, threw the ball. I mean, the Viking defense was a sieve, partly because of him. I'll buy that. But still, I mean, let's not put him in the Hall of Fame quite yet. Can we do that, please? Not put him in uh, Canton uh, just at the very moment here. Can I see a little more? That's a very nice start. Can I see six, seven games? A couple of them tough on the road. Now, the Eagles' schedule is nothing to get too scared about either. You know, Buffalo early, then it's easy. Philadelphia's schedule here, you know, they play at Washington, Jacksonville, at Arizona, Dallas, by week at Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington, at Indianapolis. Until they get to Green Bay right after Thanksgiving, there's not a lot there for them either. Matter of fact, the Eagles' schedule all year long stinks. I mean, the division is bad. They play, you know, at Chicago. They play at Indianapolis. 
Columbus, at Houston, at Arizona. They've already played at Detroit. They finished with two straight home games against the Saints and the Giants on January 1st, and then, of course, the 7th or the 8th. Not a whole hell of a lot here today. Uh, look at it. It's not like they're playing Kansas City and Buffalo. I mean, there's not a whole hell of a lot here as far as the Phillies' schedule either. Uh, so, you know, maybe we won't know that much about Hurts until way later on in the postseason play. But let's take it easy on Hurts. That's the first thing I want to get across. And they were impressive last night, and he especially was. And they dominated the Vikings. So that's number one. Number two, can we stop blaming Kirk Cousins for everything but the Kennedy assassination? Oh, my God. I talked to all my buddies today. First off, they're pounding me because it got a little convoluted last week when, you know, we brought up Cousins with Stephen A. regarding Lamar Jackson. I didn't really do that. It was really more of a playoff look more than anything else. But all my Raven buddies, including Danny Melzer, should be more worried about finding a point guard at New Canaan High School than worrying about my stupid picks or on TV. But he's been all over me. Uh, everybody's everybody's killing. They're right to get to me tomorrow. I take it easy on Kirk Cousins. All of a sudden now he's a, he's a bust. I went to go look. You know, Cousins last year threw 33 touchdown passes, seven picks, and had a quarterback rating of 103.1. It was his fault that that defense was an absolute sieve and Zimmer uh, got fired. That was his fault. Let me I, I, listen. I know the world doesn't like Cousins for a variety of reasons. One, he makes too much money. Uh, two, you know, he didn't get vaccinated. That bothered a lot of people. Three, he gives you the impression that he's a little skittish in that pocket, which is always a no-no from uh, football fans and football media evaluating the position. Wasn't great in Washington. You know, had some chances last game of the year, one year, and he was awful against the Giants. I understand that. He's only played in one playoff game where he won in, in uh, you know, in uh, New Orleans. They got clobbered the next week in San Francisco the year the Niners lost to Kansas City. Uh, I mean, I saw, I, I get it. There's not a lot to work with, but last year, 33-7 and a quarterback rating of 103. And if you want to look at last night, and we're going to sit there now and destroy him for last night, that defense was abominable, number one. Number two, Irv Smith, uh, God bless his soul. I mean, how do you drop that? That is an 80-yard bomb right in his hands, and he, he could have crawled into the end zone. And that's a terrible drop. And then Jefferson and Aikman made sure he told us about it for 10 minutes because he likes Cousins. So does Sims. I mean, Aikman made sure he told us that Jefferson ran the wrong route, did a terrible job for his QB, and was directly responsible for another interception, which I suppose maybe Jefferson acknowledged after the game, took the complete blame. I didn't see the quote. Uh, I, I didn't hear it, but uh, that's what Tory was telling me an hour ago that Jefferson did a mea copa. Yeah, a terrible job on my part. I, I killed my quarterback. I don't know if that's true. I didn't see it myself, but Stevie said it was, so I'll buy that. But, I mean, I know that, you know, he had some sacks and he threw some interceptions and he only scored seven points. But, my God, we're going to go out there and we're going to go kill Cousins now every time he gets uh, his team loses. That defense stinks. All right, that defense stunk last year. You want me to look at that defense last year? That defense last year for Minnesota, how many points they allowed? I mean, I, if you want me to tell you, I'd be very happy to tell you. Last year, that defense in Minnesota, and I got the defensive coordinator fired, they allowed last year in the NFC now, in that division, which is not a great division, they allowed 426 points. Oh, my God. And if you look at the rest of the uh, league, there's only two teams in the league last year 
I mean, uh, there's wow. There was only a couple teams in the sport last year that allowed more points. Washington allowed 434 to their 426. Uh, Detroit, you're going to bring them up 467. Carolina and Atlanta's defense was terrible, and essentially, and the, and the Chargers' defense was awful between you and so was Houston's. I mean, I wonder, I mean, they got one of the worst defenses in the sport last year. That at least based on what I saw last night, didn't improve. Yet somehow, every time they lose a game, it's Cousins' fault. I heard the statistic today. The aforementioned Melzer gave it to me. And again, he should be more worried about finding a point guard for his lousy basketball team in New Canaan. Uh, but to make a long story short, he said, and he's a Lamar Jackson groupie that likes to forget about his awful postseason performances. But he brought up the idea that, you know, Cousins' lifetime is 60 up and 60 down. Moses Musina, my parachute producer on a high heat thing, uh, penciled me in today and said, you know, unequivocally that Cousins is two for 37 in prime time. I said, Moses, there's no way the man has played 39 primetime games in his career. Oh, he looked at it. Oh, yeah, I made a mistake. Apologize. And then he told me that the one playoff win that he had was against the Saints on a Hail Mary, which he wasn't the quarterback in that year. So everybody wants to blame. So he's lost. And Melzer's lost by bringing me up the fact that he's 60 up and 60 down in his career lifetime. You know, hold on. Sonny Jurgensen was under 500. He's in the Hall of Fame. Are we going to do this now? We're going to bring up a quarterback's career record and sit there and argue if he's good based on that. How about Archie Manning? All those years with that hideous Saints team. You don't think he was a good quarterback? I saw every game he played. You don't think he was a good quarterback? And how about Jorgensen who's in the Hall of Fame? What do you think his career record was before Lombardi got to Washington? My God, if we're going to sit there and do this on a day-in, day-out basis, I'll give you a lot more than Joe. How about Brody? You think Brody was a good quarterback? How many years was San Francisco any good? I'll go through them for you if you want a little history lesson. I'm the professor. We'll do it. We'll do it. My God, give Cousins a break. Jeez. I mean, all right, is he a top five quarterback? No. Is he a top ten quarterback? Probably not. But he's, you know, he's as good as Dak Prescott. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.